sure how to hurt you right now, Jay. I know. <laughs> Come sit down next to me. Come sit down. Come here. Let's look at what's actually happened. We made a video of ourselves having sex for about three hours. And it was amazing, right? Yeah, no, it was great. Okay. It was great. And then you asked me to erase it. I forgot. You forgot. I forgot. And now our video has been synced to several devices, all of which, though, are basically in the possession of friends oh, and acquaintances and the mailman. Oh, God! Forget to erase your sex tape. Because it kept slipping my mind, and then the next thing I knew, it went up. It went up to the cloud. And you can't get it down from the cloud? Nobody understands the cloud. It's a mystery. From Chicago, Illinois, the home of dysfunctional government and the highest homicide rates in the nation, this is the Fireworks Brigade, starring Johnny Starr and Ron the Banker. This pyro podcast is all about the people and the passion of fireworks and is sponsored by Star Fireworks in Fargo, North Dakota. And now, here's Johnny Starr and Ron the Banker. In the words, Brian, what is this job all about? Fire. Nice. Yeah. Once again, another good opening. You know what the cloud is, John? I, I don't... I don't use the cloud. I don't even like clouds. We had a kind of a cloud discussion in Cabo, didn't we, with your your loved one and your yeah, brother? Yeah, my, my brother, he he's another one that, you know, they speak of this cloud. They don't like our flash drives. They, I they know. You they know, hammered they, our flash drives. Yeah, drive. they, um, they all have this, you know, they all have their, you know, their nerdy, geeky computer ways about them. And, um, but like I told them, you're just another salesman at my door trying to or sell me the cloud, you trying know, trying to sell you the cloud. Yeah. Nobody knows what the cloud is. That's a sex tape movie. Uh, that, that's a good movie. It's a funny movie. They, you know, they make a sex tape and then it ends up, uh, distributed on all these iPads and they give out these free iPads to people. And they, you know, the mailman's got their sex tape and, oh, yeah. uh, you know, so, but it's just, I mean, you know, it's this whole, this whole social media thing. It might catch on. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, a, it's more than a fad, I guess now, you know, it's all catching on. But yeah, yeah. I, I love it because you find out, uh, you know, I always, um, you know, I find out so much more about people, especially ones I'm tracking and watching for various reasons that because they they post all this stuff and, you know, and when they yeah. owe you money and they post, you know, what time they're getting off their job, <laughs> you know, and they post where they're working yeah. and where they're going tonight for dinner. It's pretty yeah. easy for guys like me to catch up uh, to them. That's yeah. It's pro if you're wanted in any way, shape or form, it's probably not a good idea. Not a good a, idea. Have a high profile. Yeah. In the cloud yeah. If or you're going to, you know, media, yeah. I, I shouldn't warn people, but I guess if you owe me money, if I were you, I'd get off Facebook because there's I got people that know people that watch all that stuff for me. <laughs> if I owe you, if I owed you money, I'd go off the grid. Yeah, go off. <laughs> the grid that'd be the best thing to do yeah stay yeah and and don't even go up to the cloud because i got people up there too well yeah. and, and you know and speaking of social media i mean that's what this is podcasts are social media so uh, i got a little thing there a little list for you this is episode 89 John. wow fireworks brigade over a hundred hours of this me and you talking to each other nice um so that's a hundred over a hundred hours we've traveled over sixty-eight thousand miles doing this whether it's hong kong 
Macau, China, Iowa, Cabo, Las Vegas, you name it, we've done it, and, you know, all the NFAs, everything else. So anybody who wants to uh, catch up and listen to some uh, great podcasts, certainly go back and listen to one of the 89 or so that we've done. And also YouTube, John. YouTube, you know how many videos we got on YouTube right now? I have no idea. 94. Wow. We have more videos than we have podcasts. We have 94 videos. We got 17 master class, which we're going to do another one today. We got some double trouble for you. No. Uh, unboxed, we got 23 of those, and we got like 14 parodies, and uh, we got other stuff, special reports, the NFAs, the uh, the pyro porn. Pyro porn is a huge winner. I can imagine, <laughs> yeah. It got so many hits on, you know, it, it was like, it's like over 500 views, and I mean, it's, well, I think it's, people it's probably, I think yeah. people probably just type in porn, and then pyro porn comes and up, and then they it, just yeah. watch it. Yeah. And they didn't realize. And then they're was, really, they're yeah. really disgusted <laughs> after they watched it. I don't it, disgust. But I think they're just disappointed. Yeah, they're, yeah, they didn't get to see anywhere near like the sex tapes they thought they were. No, you know? no, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, have you ever, did you ever think of making a sex tape with a, with no, a girl? No, no, I'm not. Yeah, no, nobody I'm, wants to see my ugly. No, ass. I'm not doing that. Yeah, you know. No, and uh, you know, <laughs> but we've Harry got... back or something. I'm not. No, no. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, no. Twenty five thousand plus views, really, on uh, on our uh, um, YouTube channel. So wow. Uh, yeah, and you know what? Um, we put that uh, all in one eruption was the last video we put out the uh, master class with, and we had uh, Cody B uh, on there with his little video, and he promoted a little bit, and we got a bunch more. Uh, Cool. A bunch more listeners. So yeah, Cody's helping us out. So we got to get there. We got to get to a thousand, a thousand viewers. We're at about six hundred now. We need oh. more. We need more subscribers. We so. need more. Okay. All right. So let's get into pyro. Pyro purge, John. Uh, what what have you been doing in pyro since I last saw you? Uh, well, you know, uh, Fargo, North Dakota is open for uh, New Year's, and uh, so we had a little bit of business up there. Not much, you know. Big snowstorm hit. Oh right, right. Well, a couple days, yeah, a couple of days before Christmas, uh, before New Year's. So obviously everything was shut down and closed down. They had they they called it the storm of the decade. So really, <laughs> it was that bad. Wow. Seven foot high drifts. Expressways were closed down. So um, once again, I'm glad that I don't really advertise, um, you know, on the radio or anything about you know right. come visit us for New Year's Eve. Because that would have been a huge, uh, just a huge right. money loss. But right. we you know we squeaked out some business and some gift cards, and right. you know. But so that's about all we did. We're filling some orders. Uh, we're getting ready. Um, you how know, many we're trying we, to get some off the shelves here to make room for new stuff? So all the contain. How many containers you got in? How many more you got count? You got quite a well, few. Well, huh? you know. Um, <clears throat> A lot of problems right now in China. Big, well, big problems. Yeah, and I, I actually that's next on my list. The yeah. China explosion update. So. And that's what you wanted, where you were going. Yeah, right? yeah. So, so I I did pretty good with the containers so far. We got I managed to squeak out about another five containers, um, uh, three containers out of the warehouse. Another two are on the water. Another one just left. So I'll definitely be getting six containers, and then I think we're going to hit a real uh, a dry spell for a, a, a good few months. So I really yeah. don't know what else is going to be coming down the pipeline. Oh, that's scary. So I yeah. have a lot of merchandise, but it's it's going to be eaten up pretty quick because a lot of people aren't getting merchandise at all. So. Yeah. And how do you how do you discern, you know, because you do wholesale, which yeah. is most of your business, but you also have retail customers that you want to be loyal to. How do you how do you figure out what you're going to sell wholesale and what you're going to sell retail? I mean that's that's a that's got to be a slippery slope. And then plus, I mean, let's face it, everybody knows the wholesale, the retail sales, the, the profit margin is yeah, way yeah. more than wholesale. 
Well, you know, basically we our shelves hold a lot, so we, you know, basically stock the store right. up as full as we can get it, and um, you know, hopefully we have enough variety because you know you want to run out of some stuff in the retail store. You know, right. you want to run out of things, so it's first come first serve. Hopefully, the good old guys get our biggest picks and they come in early. And um, you know, we when it comes to wholesale, we we really don't try to we don't really try to stop selling. You know, we don't. It's not like I say, well, you know what, hold ten cases for us, right? Because no. I'm not going to do that because we we have a, a big enough variety. Right. So uh, hopefully, our shelves the way they hold everything, and uh, I'm sure we're not going to sell everything wholesale, obviously. But no. you know, so hopefully our variety uh, wins. You know, yeah. and we'll see what happens. Yeah, and that, <clears throat> that explosion, and I don't know if you have any more updates. We talked about this on December fourth when we did the podcast uh, yeah. early December. An explosion killed seven and injured 13 on December 4th, and it was at a workshop of fireworks factory in China's Hunan province. Yeah. Uh, the blast occurred around 7.50 a.m. in the fireworks factory in Changchang Town, the city of Luyang, due to illegal production, it says. I don't know. Um, that's what this says here. Uh, the injured have been sent to the hospital. Obviously, the site of the accident has been closed down. A uh, team has been formed to investigate the accident, so... Um, that's what you're referring to. It was about yeah. a month ago, and there's going to be there could be a lot of delays that could cause some uh, some uh, empty shelves around the fort. Yeah, uh, I definitely say all these. Uh, you know, at NFA, the Chinese promise Americans a lot of things, and sometimes the small American companies don't think they need guys like me because they can do all this themselves. Right. Uh, so this is a good this is a good wake up call. They're gonna really find out um, yeah. that you know China can promise you anything, but you're not gonna beat the merchandise that's already in my warehouse ready to go. Right. And uh, if right. you're if right. you're relying on China as your sole um, supplier for year one or two retail stores, you're gonna right. really be in a big trouble this year. Yeah, you know? that's, that's not a so good position. It's to not be. a good position to be in. No. You know, we no. don't rely, we rely on many factories in China and many different distributors, like 17 or 18 of them. Right. So, you know, if a container here doesn't make a container there, it's not really going to affect our output. But when you're trying to um, basically import for a retail store, which is hard enough to do in right. the first place without the buying power, um, you're setting yourself up for disaster. But they think, they know what they're doing, so right. this will be good for them. Uh, yeah, and you have your own warehouse in China, so yeah, that's so, how you you so end up, you big end up difference. Stuff yeah, there. yeah, I remember. Uh, I, I, you've had that warehouse for how long now? At Almost least, uh, six years now. Yeah, I, think, I remember yeah. when you were talking about that. Yeah. You're like, I just got to do this because they would send. They would only send if you had a full container. Full container, yeah. And they were dictating what was being sent, and you need to have the flexibility to take from different different yeah. people and, and you know and it amazes me i've known you we've known each other for many 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 years and and you know the way you talk about this is you're 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 so uh you're so knowledgeable about it and i just want to think is like uh, you, you know this is all this is all you know ground ground up grassroots you did this yourself you, you oh, taught yeah. yourself how to do this oh, probably yeah. a lot of trial and error a lot of mistakes and next year you're like note to myself don't do it this yeah. way anymore but that's just that's just the experience and the knowledge that you can't yeah. get reading a book or or you know my yeah. son's taking logistics out at college now, uh, you know uh, supply chain and nothing nothing would prepare him for that except for just doing it. Yeah, sometimes you just have to you have to recognize a problem and then figure out a way to, to solve problem. it. Yep. And um, 
And the biggest thing that, you know, I believe in is communication. You have to have a lot of communication, a lot of patience. Right. You got to bring everyone to the table together. And you got to mastermind all this together. It's not just me telling people what to do. It's getting everybody in a room together and saying, here's what I need to do. How right. do we do it? You right. know, right. and that's one thing that I probably is my strongest asset is getting people to communicate and, uh, right. and working together. And in China, that's something that they really don't want to do. They Everyone's trying to hide from each other, and they don't want right. to share the business. They don't want to, you know. And once they gotten over the fact that, no, I'm not only going to buy from you, no matter how big you are, how small you are, it doesn't matter how much you, how cheap your price is, I'm not going to buy everything from you anyway. Right. So right. let's get on the same page and work with me, or I'll move on to another factory. So. Right. That, it's been, um, you know, it's it's been a. Uh, I think it's been an easy road for me, but my easy is a lot of other people's disastrous hard life. Well, right, and you know, actually, that's actually funny because one of the things I mean, you you have, you know, there's a, you know the saying is you have a lot of tools in your toolbox, right? You right. you have a lot one of the, a lot of the tools you have in your toolbox. One of them is being able to delegate, being able yeah. to communicate, but another one that you have is the ability to not sweat you don't sweat the small stuff or yeah. the big stuff you just have to solve a problem and that comes with a long time of doing it yeah i'm used to like if i have a problem at the bank there's someone i can go to and ask there are you're, you're the top of the food chain yeah, you're the one that you answer the questions and if it's wrong it could cost you thousands tens of oh, thousands yeah. of dollars so i mean how do you you know i picture you in the face of adversity you know, honestly, if I close my eyes and see you in the face of adversity, I just see you sitting there eating a bag of popcorn saying, oh, well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. How do you not crawl up under a bed and just in the fetal position? I mean, you know, when, when things are going good for me and things have been going good lately, got a lot of stuff going on working with you and all this other stuff. I, you know, sometimes I just like, well, waiting for the other shoe to drop. What's going to happen bad? Yeah. You have no fear of what's going to happen bad. You just keep plowing through it and you know that's what you need to do to own a business, right? You need to have... You need to have the confidence to know you'll make the decision, right or wrong, you'll live with it, and you move on, because yeah. there's nothing else you can do. And that's one of the reasons why, like, when I hear other people blame somebody for everything, or, you know, no matter what you, no matter what you tell them, they, they have a way of blaming somebody else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're a business owner, you have nobody, you can't no. blame anybody. Yeah. If, you, if you try and blame, if I try and blame somebody else, and I'm the owner, yeah. I just make myself look worse. You might as well right. just own up to it and say, yeah, I made a mistake. Because the more I blame someone, people are going to look at me and say, well, but you're the owner. The buck stops Yeah, here. why are you blaming yeah. anyone? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, you know, that's one of my things I always say, too, is, you know, the reason I love Mondays so much. Why? Is because everybody else gets to see what every day is in my life. <laughs> So see, like when you have a, oh, I hate Mondays. Well, yeah, yeah. that's my Friday. That's yeah, Thursday, that's Saturday, 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 Sunday, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why I love Mondays. I'm like the most cheerful guy on Mondays because everybody else is disgusted, but I've been, I, I lit these. Welcome to my world. Yeah. Everybody in the pool. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Saturday and Sunday. I, you know, I don't pay attention to anything. No. Either. Yeah. You're just like on meltdown. You're like relaxing. Yeah, my other friend, he you know, leaves his job at six on a Friday and he's like, oh, I'm yeah. done with this place. Yeah. I worked late again, you know, and he's all, but then Saturday rolls around, <laughs> he's drinking his wine and he's happy as a lark. Uh, oh, but yeah. my Saturday, same old Saturday, same old Sunday. Uh, <laughs> well, you said that the other day, even in Cabo, I'm doing my routine. I'm working. I'm, oh, I got meetings. Yeah, I got, I'm oh. going to Starbucks. I got, yeah. 
it's I live there. It's just my well, number, yeah. number and, work. And you, you, but you do also have a good life as oh, well. You, sure. you have you, you, you've managed. Well, I to, managed to mingle them together, yeah, yeah, and you, you know, do, you do it better than anyone I know. And you always, whenever you're mingling, you'll find a way to have, make a business opportunity out of it. You, yeah, it's like a sickness. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot worse sicknesses. Yeah. Trust me. Let's let's move on to some more fireworks. So uh, we got uh, our buddy Steve Hauser, NFA president. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sent us an email. Oh, one thing I did want to touch base on. What? Um, that story you read about the fire, uh, about the explosion. Yeah. That was a. That was the first one. There was another one? Yeah. See, um, this is the one that is really sad Uh-oh. because what happened was the government then gave all the factories five days to clean up their factories so they can close so we got you know we got we shut everybody down we got leftover products we got raw materials sitting up there so let's take five days get all these raw materials into into boxable goods and then we'll shut down and during that five days they had another explosion killed another person so now the government's like that's it Everybody stopped. Everybody stopped. So oh, that's the one that is. I didn't know there was yeah. no. You you know about that? I yeah. Didn't see any, any? Yeah, they kept that hush hush because oh. that would make the government even look even worse. Oh. Okay. So you know, but they're again being on the ground floor in China and constantly, as you see, I'm yeah. always talking to China. You know, back and forth. Uh, this was the you know that was the uh, what do you call it the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. So wow. Um, wow. yeah, so, so that was uh, that's another thing that a lot of people don't realize, and that was that's going to be bad. So the factories are going to be closed uh, definitely uh, until March fifteenth. Okay. That we know of for sure. They're not going to be because now it's going into Chinese New Year. That's it. They're done. And I believe I can't be quoted. But, you know, when they say reopen March 15th, that doesn't mean like they flip a switch and everybody goes back to work. These factories have to get investigated to reopen. They have to get approved. And and it may, you know, you might be March 15th. You may be March 17th. If you're on last on the list, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, that's wow. That's, you so know, that, that went unreported. Yeah, so. there's a lot of uh, other issues there. That killed another person. It wouldn't be better if it wasn't another fatality, but it's another fatality. Uh, and that bad. seven is all the government's telling us. We there. I heard there's a lot more than seven. No, oh, wow. But so yeah, that's yeah, that's bad. That, that won't affect like your uh, demo show or your no. your your no. you know. It, and it won't. It won't, it won't really. It won't affect uh, me that much this year. Uh, but I'm taking steps right now to ensure that we have products for next year because, you know, if I get wiped out in the wholesale business this year, I still have to I'm, – I'll be more concerned about next year. This year I'm sitting good because I have a lot of merchandise. I did a lot of, uh, of early buying, did a, lot of, um, did a lot of stuff in April when I was in China. You yeah, know, so you go twice a year. Yeah, so I did a lot of stuff in April, so I'm fine right. for this year. Uh, but you know we're going to be missing some stuff. I, all the stuff that I wanted might wow. not be in, but it, it won't affect us this year. You know, wow. Everyone else will be affected this year, though. This July, there'll be a very big shortage of fireworks in the fireworks stores. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's you know, be on the lookout for that. Yeah. All right, uh, Columbus, Georgia, John. That's the spring F, spring NFA Expo. Uh, Steve Hauser gave me this update. So uh, Columbus, Georgia. 
It begins March 2nd and runs through Thursday, March 5th. Everything is held at the Columbus Civic Center, including the nightly demos, which makes the event very convenient. So apparently you walk right off the demo floor, right off the convention floor, right to the demos. Yeah, that's nice. And it's like yeah. a mile away from the hotel. So that's that's great. That's yeah. great. And I know you and I are planning on being there. So yep. we'll be there for, uh, you know, we'll record a couple podcasts. Steve's already looking for some guests for us, and Steve will sit in with us and... Uh, you know, we'll talk about all the comings and goings on of the demos. Uh, the product demos are scheduled for March 2nd through the 4th with the night of the 5th serving as a rain date. Mm-hmm. Trade show begins on the 3rd, runs through the morning of the 5th. There's going to be DOT train-to-trainer classes offered, and there's going to be PGI shooter safety classes. Uh, these are all held on the 2nd. Pre-registration is required for any of these classes. These are classroom uh, classes. You need materials and things. So if you want to get involved in these classes, you got to go to the... Uh, uh, nationalfireworks.org, and you can do that. Um, there's going to be a sponsored dinner each evening. All right. Nice. So, yeah, so you get dinner. There's no uh, afterglow, but Steve said he would give us a booth okay. on the convention floor, and we're going to record during as the convention's going on. Oh, okay. That'll be fun. That'll be good. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So uh, host hotel is the Columbus Marriott. Yeah, room. since we won't have a booth anyways. Uh, we'll have for, a, we'll I have mean, a I won't have a booth for the company, but we'll have a fireworks brigade booth, which would be good. People will be coming up yeah. and asking us questions, and yeah, that should be very yeah, good. Yeah, I talked to Kyle today. He's working on a new art thing for a for a post banner or yeah, post banner. Yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. nice. Um, hotel room registration comes with two breakfast vouchers for each day. Uh, breakfast is held at Hula Hands, which adjoins the hotel. Multiple seminars in the third and the fourth. And Steve was explaining more about the convention. Maybe you can elaborate. He says this is really a buyer's convention. What he says is import companies will have been getting stocked up with container delivery stateside and will have inventory to deliver right away. This is a great event for the retail consumer fireworks companies to attend and get their inventory levels ready for the July 4th season. Well, what he means by that is like when when we go to the NFA in September, um, people are talking about trying to see what they're going to order, and they're looking at the demos, and they're placing their orders maybe with China, um, and they're talking to other companies and seeing what they might order and all that. But what happens, this this would probably be a very good one uh, when he talks about, like, buyers, because now just, for instance, like we talked about, now a guy put an order in with China. Well, he's not going to get it. Yeah. Now he goes at a convention, he could buy it from and he sees a demo, and he likes that product. He can actually go to that company and say, hey, do you have this in stock? Because I want to buy it. And they should, and it should be in stock. The sad part is some of the stuff that we see at the demo might not even be in stock at these companies right. either because right. of the situation. Right. But So that's what Steve means. Um, you know, If you see something at the demo and you like it, well, you definitely, you don't need it in October, but you need it now. So you can actually go to that company and say, hey, listen, I saw your demo and that, uh, you know, all in one eruption. I love that. Uh, you have any of that in stock and give that company your order. So it's really not for the Chinese companies. Exactly. That's it's more said. for the American companies where October, as you see, is more and more Chinese companies there. And that's really a, a it's really a, 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 a better convention for them in October, you know. Now, I don't know how many Chinese companies you're going to see in Columbus, Georgia, maybe a couple of the big ones because they got just oodles of money and want to be there. But um, basically, 
they should be in China, you know, almost like Santa's little elves right now working <laughs> yeah. and trying to get stuff sent out. They don't really need to be taking trips to America and, you know, and, right. and talking to a bunch of useless buyers. So, uh, yeah, so, I hope they're not there. Yeah, so get, get, get your tickets, and it is a buyer's convention. Hotel registration <laughs> phone number, 1-800-MARRIOTT. Uh, six two seven seven four six eight. That's again one eight hundred Marriott. And we better get our room. Speaking of yeah, that, we're, we're over practicing to the preacher. We, preaching we, we to yeah, the choir. Yeah, yeah. You better get us room. I yeah. thought is Dino on that? No, no yeah. God, no. I'm not putting well, him on as, that. As soon as we're done with this, we're, we're going to call him up. Yeah, yep. yeah. NFA uh, ask and ask for market code NFAs NFAS mm-hmm. to book your room and get breakfast vouchers. The block is guaranteed until January seventeenth. So get those rooms reserved now. We're yeah. Do that. Registration is available online at the NFA website, nationalfireworks.org, by clicking on the link on the homepage where you can register and pay online, or you can contact the NFA office, and that's 816-741-1826. And our uh, friend Nancy Blogen, who has been on the show many times, will be happy to help. So nice. that's the update. He also gave me a little Washington, D.C. update. It seems like this AFSL continues to mess with us. Oh, my God. They're almost, well, so, I'm not going to say... <laughs> what I would compare it to, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think her first name starts with an N and the last name ends with a P. But anyways, uh, oh okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, another Nancy, but it's Pelosi yeah. that's well, bugging not, me. Let's not, yeah, let's not get political. Don't let me get started on that. No, no, no. We don't need to do. But anyway, so that's the, they remind me of. So this is from Steve Hauser again, president of the NFA. So the AFSL continues to propose ideas to the CPSC and is now turned away from regulatory change to the promotion of domestic enforcement to catch the bad actors, and I'm using my fingers with little quotes here, Mm -hmm. at the local levels. So here's their proposals. Uh, The proposals include asking the CPSC to double or triple the number of fireworks inspectors to focus on finding a little legal fireworks that have made it into the U.S. So the FL cell is proposing that uh, the CPSC double or triple the number of fireworks inspectors. So I mean, whatever. If there's some bad actors and they want, they get caught. If they're doing something bad, I guess they should be caught. The next one really seems troublesome to me. <clears throat> so the uh, AFSL is asking the CPSC—that's the Consumer Product Safety Commission—to deputize local fire marshals to be able to enforce CPSC regulations. The NFA's concern here is that the AFSL may be trying to ultimately promote their standards as the endor- as the enforcement standard rather than the lawfully adopted CPSC regulations and criteria. The AFSL has already been proposing to states that if items are not AFSL approved, they should be banned from being sold in a state. And some states have done just that. Now, this is concerning development because remember, the AFSL is a private service company and not a regulatory body. So this goal is, you know... And you're also paying 45 or 50 cents per carton. Right. So once again, it's like, oh, it's if like you don't mob. have it's this like AFSL tested, the local fire marshal is going to come in and say, hey, right. y- you can't have this product. He has no, he has no, right. he has no regulation. He has, he has no. not sampled anything. Right. He's going to be looking for a little sticker. Right. And if you don't have that little 50 cent sticker right. on the box... He's going to be a, a, a right. deputy yeah. and say you can sell it. Right. So I really think the AFSL needs to be abolished if they're going to practice right. these type of rules. Right. Well, Steve goes on. He says this goal is indicative of monopoly and flies in the face of American free market capitalism. Instead of one testing alternative, there should be multiple options because competition breeds innovation and ideas. 
when, when at page two, when it comes to the interest of public safety, this should be of tantamount concern. Public safety should be under the control of a singular private enterprise or body. I mean, yeah. these, this AFSL, somebody, I mean, somebody CPS, needs, they need to wake up with a horse head. Yeah, see, C- CPSC has, has their guidelines. And the AFSL has even stricter guidelines because they want to say that, hey, we're even doing a better job. Right. We're going to make this even more safer. You know, right. you guys are here, but we're going to take this to the next level and we're going to make sure that everything is much more safer right. for this little 50 cent price tag. And then they even used to say years ago, if you join the AFSL and you have all your products tested, CPSC is less likely to look at your containers. And if they did, we would, you know, whatever, make it right. Well, that's not the truth because I had AFSL-tested fireworks come in that CPSC-tested failed. AFSL did nothing for me. No. And, but they uh, took your 40, 50 cents a case. Yeah, they took the 50 cents a case. And, you know, and then at, and the, and the, the board of directors on the AFSL also, it's, you know, are also these big companies who just want to keep changing the rules. Right. And uh, once again, they don't care about the average firework. They just want the safe and sane market because they control it. Yeah. So, yeah, this is... Uh, see, now they're starting to use... They're starting to use the AFSL weight to now push around the CPSC because they couldn't do it before through regulation. Now they're going to just try and right. tell the CPSC what they should do. Right. And, uh, and once again, getting everyone... Oh, I better join AFSL or I better have all my stuff tested, which, like I say, there should be many multiple agencies who test fireworks. We should right. not be, no. you know, and if, if I can get my product tested for 25 cents that goes along with CP, CPSC's regulations, that's the only ones I have to pass. I don't have to pass AFSL. No. I have to pass CPSC. But there's some, according to Steve, there's some states that are, are just adopting the AFSL rules and that's it. Yeah. That's crazy. Because they don't. Because once again, they're uninformed. Right. They're exactly. uninformed. Exactly. We, that's what the NFA is there for, to inform them. So go back to the original uh, start of this: is uh, support them. Go to the NFA Expo. You'll learn a lot. It's a great time. You'll see us there. We'll be there. We'll be supporting the NFA and uh, do whatever you can. Because I mean, the they do a lot, and uh, it's not free. So yeah. they, you know, this is uh, this is a way for them to generate some income. And you know, I know they spent a lot, whether it's um, you know, in Washington uh, with the legislators and lobbyists and all that stuff. So you need, you need to support them. We all need to support them. Yep. So, And uh, as usual, Steve gave us a quote. Ah. This one is Ralph Waldo Emerson. Oh, yeah, my poet. All right. Do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew you would like that one. Yeah. Steve's is it, I, I, I don't know if it, I think it's Ralph Waldo Emerson that, Always that I that uh, said the poem and I don't know exactly, but it says you know uh, into the woods I go dark and deep many miles before I sleep and that's one of my um, you know something like to that effect. It's one of my favorite lines. I have um, no idea. And I always say many miles be- <laughs> many miles ago before I sleep. But I think we're gonna Google that. I think that is a Ralph Waldo Emerson right. poem. Into I, the woods I no. go. I have no yes. idea. The uh, poem is poetry is is not on yeah. my it's not in my toolbox. Really? No. Now, see, I thought for sure you would know these. No, mm. no, I can, I can. I think that might be the name of the. Steve podcast. would know that poetry is not in my toolbox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right, let's do some news. Police defend number of fireworks citations. Five, John. You know what that is? The number five. 
Number five is the number of citations the Corpus Christi Police Department issued over the New Year's uh, over the New Year's holiday. Only five. It, it, here's the page we got. Uh, yeah, right, Joe. So uh, basically, people are complaining. Corpus Christi Police Department would like to do a better job enforcing the city ordinance that bans setting off fireworks within the city limits on New Year's Eve, but defends the numbers of citations issued this year. Again, it's five. The deputy chief uh, uh, police department said, could we do a better job than five? Yeah, uh, I'd like to think so, but we will continue to try and make improvements next year when we go after those violations. This is what interested me. Here's some of the things he said. To actually catch someone, and this is the chief of police, to actually catch someone and stop them because they are shooting fireworks, it's a little difficult because there's a challenge. In order to cite someone, I don't know if you know this, in order to cite someone, an officer must catch them actually lighting a firework or carrying fireworks that have been removed from their packaging. Did you know that? No. Maybe know. that's the way it just is in Corpus Christi. I don't know. And he goes on. The other reason for the only five citations is the vast number of calls for service the police department receives on New Year's Eve. Uh, call volume is triple the size of a normal Tuesday night. Officers have to prioritize the calls. They answer, and fireworks are not at the top of the list. At least someone admits it. It's just fire. You know what I mean? It's all yeah. about life and safety first, uh, then followed by property. He said, so we've got to respond to those disservices. we got fights, DUI, DWI drivers, and among... Um, yeah, and he also goes on to say, among those most bothered by fireworks were pet owners, dog owners, uh, called the noises and flashes of light throughout the city that night loud and obnoxious. My dog was shaking, someone said. She got so scared. So basically the police uh, commander or uh, the police uh, chief or whatever, deputy chief, is saying, hey, we got more important things to do than worry yeah. about some fireworks. So sorry, your dog Especially is Especially with uh, DUIs, you know, yeah. drinking on DWI, New Year's Eve. Yeah, there's, exactly. a, there's a lot of things going on. And, you know, once again, by time the police officer gets to a house to answer right. to this lady's complaint of her dog, right. the person is probably done lighting fireworks by that time. Well, I mean, right. you know. Exactly, exactly. So, so you have, like I say, you have to be driving by. Right. Oh, look, there's a guy lighting a firework and then, priority. you know, pull over. So uh, you got to have priority. Uh, I'm glad the police chief pointed that out would you rather us respond to a robbery a dwi dwi or you know a rape or anything right. else or would you rather us go around chasing people trying to just celebrate a little bit of freedom right and and we're not and with this conversation we're not belittling the people the dog owners who their dogs are genuinely scared or even people with autism or whatever yeah. that it does affect them and that's that's you know one of the drawbacks of, of fireworks. You know, I, I read today in the Chicago Tribune that uh, uh, motorized scooter accidents have gone up like 400%, and, and people are going to the hospitals. I mean, you know, it's, I guess it's, uh, what I'm saying is, you know, anytime, the, you, there's always a downfall with anything, whether it's good or bad, it just yeah. is what it is. You know, and I'll still contend that Halloween is a worse holiday for dogs because people ring the doorbells and the dogs go crazy. Yeah. So, but um, you know, and that's that's definitely a bad part of this, and we don't, you know, we don't certainly want to uh, celebrate that. But in the meantime, you have to have your priorities. And yeah, there was five citations, but yeah. you know, the, the the police officer said, "Hey, we, we have to have our priorities." So you yeah. got to deal so with. I'm kind of glad that he spoke up and uh, yeah, for absolutely his, for his department. You know? Yeah, absolutely. All right, John. I know you like this. Little fireworks judge. Oh, I love this. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll let our music. Johnny Star, fireworks judge. 
is now entering the courtroom. I love it. All right, this is in New Jersey. Uh, you, you're a New York guy. Have you ever been to New Jersey? Yes. All right, so <laughs> New Jersey. Pure Village, New Jersey. All right, let's see what you would, how you would rule on this one. Howell Township, New Jersey, John. Loud bangs caused a scare at a New Jersey movie theater and sent moviegoers running for safety. Uh, it turns out it was just part of a man's grand proposal to his girlfriend. The Howell Township police body camera footage shows a mass panic as police searched the Escape movie theater with guns drawn Wednesday evening after reports of gunshots. This was uh, January 3rd, So, and this is myfox8.com. So uh, it turns out there was not a shooter, John. Mm. A man set off fireworks, uh, set fireworks off, and ran across the street. Police say he set the large illegal mortar fireworks off while a friend was proposing, proposing marriage at the neighboring climb zone in celebration. Is, is the climb zone the best place for a proposal? <laughs> what is the climb zone? Is that, I'm, is I'm that assuming that? it's a big rock wall uh, or like uh, poofy things, poofy, you know, bouncy hmm. castles. No? I'm trying to think. I, I've seen that name before, climb zone. That's okay. not that one where they float in the air like they have in no, Rosemont. No, that's the uh, X-Flight or whatever. Yeah, yeah where they, where they do, like pretend like they're yeah. skydiving. I did that. So, you know. Yeah, so um, it was a legal mortar. So definitely not a smart decision to make, especially near a movie theater. They captured him pretty quickly due to the eyewitnesses, and they were able to identify him and arrest him. He was very apologetic, said the police. He has been charged criminally and released from custody. The man's father called the situation a misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. So uh, Pyro Judge John, uh, he, he's, been, he's been charged criminally. It says here it was an illegal mortar firework. I don't know if that means it was Class B or C. I, I don't know the New Jersey uh, laws, but uh, what would your what would you uh, what would you? Um, well, sometimes when they sentencing? say, I mean, fireworks are illegal in New Jersey to go up in the air. Are so uh, I would maybe think when they say illegal mortar firework, it means uh, an aerial device. So it might not really be Class B. It's probably right. just an aerial device that went off. And um, it seems like it wasn't colorful. It was more like boom, boom, boom. All right. um, you know, <clears throat> the fact that he uh, did it at the um, at the you know right near a movie theater. You know, with the way things are going on today, you know, um, I right. guess that was kind of bad on his part. Right. It was in the back, right yeah. next to the wall. So yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah, and and then wasting a uh, a good firework on something you know as silly as a marriage proposal. <laughs> Why would you waste a good firework well, for that? Well, right. And if all these people are in the climb zone, <laughs> they see the fireworks, and obviously it's in a well-traveled pedestrian. Yeah, you leave it up to professionals or put it out in the middle of a. Yeah, I go out to a gonna... park or something. But you right. know, he probably took his date there, and he wanted to be like, right. oh, you know, we're going to the climb zone, and he gets down on one knee and proposes. I mean, you know, so. <clears throat> Yeah, I'd say, you know, uh, yeah. we got to find them. Find we we got to find them. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, The CEO of Phantom Fireworks has pajamas with his logo. Sparklers refused to burn him, purely out of respect. He won the same Lifetime Achievement Award for innovative fireworks twice. He has never lit the dud. But if he did, it would be glorious. His ash snakes are free-range and poisonous. He is Johnny Starr, the most interesting man in fireworks.
John, every year, uh, right around this time, we get uh, New Year's Eve, and uh, people want to know why people don't use more quiet pyrotechnics. Oh, again with I these quiet over. Yeah, so there's a recent petition. Uh, this is in England. A recent petition is called for the ban on the general sale of fireworks to the public during periods like Bonfire Night, Diwali, and New Year's Eve, and this is really um, because of noise. And people are asking, could quieter fireworks be a solution? So this is a good story. One of the main issues for people and animals disturbed by fireworks is the unexpected loud noises. But what if we can make quiet fireworks? Director of Nottingham-based fireworks company First Galaxy Lee Smith says he has been using quiet fireworks for 15 years. Do you believe this guy? I don't believe him. No. He started using them when he was asked to put together a display at a wedding, which you've done. and uh, mm -hmm. It's a wedding venue that had noise restrictions. That then sowed the seeds for the quiet fireworks, and Mr. Um, Lee Smith said they were going to become more popular. So he goes to a lot of posh farms and houses that are wedding venues, and uh, but also working on farms as well. He says uh, he didn't want to disturb the livestock and not to annoy the neighbors. Many of the venues, uh, they keep horses. So he's even gone to some uh, wildlife parks, and so he's doing these quiet fireworks. He says ground effects can be totally silent which I guess are true, uh, whereas projectile fireworks, projectile fireworks produce about 70 decibels, half of the noise normal fireworks make. Does that make sense? Do projectile fireworks produce half of the noise in normal fireworks? I, I don't understand. Maybe we get this guy on the phone. Projectile fireworks, and that fireworks that shoot up? Yeah, yeah. Not every firework needs to be loud to be entertaining, he says. Artistically, they look fabulous, and not every firework needs to make a noise to be impressive. It's a slow pickup, but more and more people are buying them. Now you're ready for the counter uh, punch? Mm -hmm. But British Fireworks Association Chairman Steve Newham, we like this guy, says quiet fireworks are a bit of a myth. There is no such thing as a quiet firework, really, unless you're talking about a sparkler, he says. Mr. Newham has sold quiet fireworks for a number of years, but says there is limited interest in them. It doesn't get as much traction as normal fireworks because you're looking at quite a small minority of people who don't like fireworks and don't like the associated noise. So, again, we're trying to placate the, the least possible, you know, yeah. a small group. And, you know, the majority of people would actually prefer a standard firework if you put them side by side, uh, Mr. Newham says. Are there alternatives? And we've talked about this before. The laser shows. Remember we talked yep. to the guy in uh, Salt Lake City? Yeah. Uh, is quiet fireworks, if quiet fireworks are not the solution, is there an alternative to pyrotechnics? Uh, Definitive Special Projects Director Will Hitchens has been working in lasers and project shows for 26 years. Now this is what this guy says. They've always been an alternative. We have quite often done stuff where fireworks have not been able to be used or have been deemed problematic, like safari parks or wolf sanctuary. There were where there were absolutely no possibility of fireworks, which says. Uh, for people with needs that preclude the use of loud bangs and shocks is not a bad alternative. But uh, are they acceptable alternative to fireworks? Now, this guy says, we often find it quite irritating when people say we're having a laser show as a fireworks show. And Mr. Hitchens says, don't tell people it's a fireworks show because it's not. And if you do, you'll end up having people disappointed. If you want something to look like fireworks, then I strongly suggest... You use fireworks. You use fireworks. <laughs> so that's an A-plus for Mr. Hitchens. And yeah. that's what we've always yeah. said. I mean, you know if there's going to be a fireworks show, and if you're someone who doesn't want to see it or, or is going to, uh, you can't handle it, 
than simply go away, walk away, you know. And, yeah. and you, you should know, you'll know when there's a fireworks show, the, the, the crowd of people standing there, right, will tell you. I just amaze, I'm really amazed, um, you know, this day and age, how we go out of our way. Well, I mean, we'll spend all kinds of money on studies and basically really bend over backwards to make a few percentage of the people happy but have no problem pissing the huge percentage of people off. That just makes, you know, right. the, the, the small percentage of dog owners who complain about fireworks is very small compared to the amount of people who love fireworks and who use fireworks. But yet well, right. we're always trying to please the minority. And I, I just don't understand. I, I just don't understand why, you know, because we do, we do have options. If you don't want to be around right. fireworks, you can go you know, to a quiet place in the wilderness and get away from things. You have options, you know. If your dog doesn't like fireworks, then, you know, basically take your dog out of town or right. give him a sedative or whatever, you know. I mean, right. there's other options, but right. you can't penalize 80% of the people to please 20% of the people. I don't even think it's that much. It's uh, got to be like 90, 90 to 10 yeah. or 95. But it just amazes me, everything in this world, you know, um, they just keep bending over backwards to, you know, please the small minority of people. Well, and a lot of it's social media and the squeaky wheel. I yeah. mean, you know, except for, aside from the NFA and people like us talking about the passion of pyro, yeah. there's not people who are standing on the rooftop saying, we want to keep our fireworks because they just think it's going to stay there. Normal, yeah. yeah they right. think it's going to keep I mean, that's why continue. someone like the NFA is so important. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, and... Um, but yeah, I just I just always amazed at that how we just keep you know, and it's it could be anything. I mean, you know, just, just like the whole no straw thing. Just it's amazing how it <laughs> it's just amazing how it blows up so fast. Right. And and like I say, if it wasn't for social media, that probably would never get the traction that it already has. No, it won't get the attention. Yeah. No. But because social media, it's getting you know got so much traction, and right. now you know, remember we were laughing. I think we were at NFA in Kansas, yeah. and the guy said, you know, we have no straws. We don't want to kill the turtles. I'm like, we're in Kansas, for God's sake. Right. Where's the turtle? <laughs> yes. The pet store? I mean, well, Jesus. Well, and with that, I thought, you know, as uh, to, to show our, our appreciation, to show our where we stand, I thought we would play our pyro parody, Go Big, Go Loud. Let's, gotcha. let's watch this. Watch the music video. If you want to see it, you go to our uh, YouTube channel. And it's a bunch of footage from uh, PGI. Oh, okay, cool. Not a sound viral should be a crime. What are you thinking? It's a huge waste of time. Go big, go loud. Go, 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 go. Go! 
I figured I would do that to show our, uh, you know, our appreciation. Go big, go loud. I, yes. I think that should be our mantra, don't you think? I, I definitely think so. Uh, all right. And so uh, next up on my list of things to talk about, John, is let me get my thing. Let's go into the uh, let's go into the Pyro Playhouse. Okay, we'll open up our curtains here. Oh yeah. All right, and this this kind of goes along with silent pyro. So Chinese fake New Year's fireworks with 2,000 drones. Uh, a spectacular drone display in Shanghai to mark the start of the New Year did not actually happen at New Year, according to reports by the BBC local news site, um, the Shanghai List, and social media users. The display of a thousand... Of flying drones in formation over the city was widely covered by global media, but it actually... Uh, it's been confirmed that uh, you know it was uh, it didn't have it, people who were there over the you've been to Shanghai right people who were there over the uh, bay or whatever they saw nothing the company behind the display confirmed to the BBC that the footage broadcast around the world was actually from a practice run on December 28th oh. uh, footage of the display was released as a world to the world's media by China state-run media mm-hmm. uh, this blows my mind because. And this, I'm reading from this, uh, from the news copy. This blows my mind because it's 100% fake Chinese news. So, and the Chinese are are pretty, uh, they're pretty, 
tight with what they put out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean there's, there, yeah. yeah, there's no Facebook there. There's no, no I mean, it's, yeah. It's, did, but did you see what these drones can do? Oh, yeah. Look at this. Look at what it, look at what it did. They it's, did at one of these concerts. Oh, yeah, the Metallica concert. Yeah. But it, oh, and there's been more, too. But look at this. Drones took the night sky over the Hungpu River. Mm-hmm. If you Google Shanghai New Year's drones, you'll see this. Look at some of the things that these drones do. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It looks like fireworks. Yeah. But there's no sound, so that's silent fireworks right yeah. there. Look at this. They got The guy looks like he's running. Is that crazy And or you what? can't even drive one in our warehouse. Right. A drone, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm getting better. Look at that. A countdown? That's crazy. Yeah, awesome, but fake. But fake. Well, they did it, but it just wasn't that day. Look at that. Look at the Chinese symbols and stuff. Yeah. That's unbelievable. So if you want to see uh, a good representation of what drones can do, Shanghai, uh, New Year, Chinese fake New Year's yeah. fireworks. And that, so, but that, again, would be, it would be, it would be unsatisfying because there's no noise. I mean, drone, yeah. even when I'll do a video for our YouTube channel and we have the beautiful drone coverage, the problem is there's no sound of the fireworks so i have to record it on the ground and sync it up yeah. or even like if you're going over you have to put like sounds of propellers or something because it's just there's so uh there. those uh drones don't have like microphones huh? no because all you would hear is, yeah you know, yeah that's all you exactly would hear, so yeah that oh, was well. a very good in in uh impersonation of a like drone my, yeah, for, yeah, yeah propeller uh, yeah don't give up my day job yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there for a minute i thought you were having a stroke <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very well. Could be. <laughs> great, great. Great, 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 great. All right, fireworks are held on New Year's every year, John. And London Eye, uh, they're in London. We're talking about London now. London Eye and the South Bank. Uh, there's a big uh, fireworks display in London. You know the Eye, it's that big Ferris wheel in London. Yeah. Uh, up to 100,000 tickets were on sale for this event. The mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, Confirmed in 2018, there was a net expenditure of 2.3 million pounds sterling. That's about three million bucks. Yeah, uh, on the fireworks, uh, based on and um, there's a projected net income of uh, 950 pounds sterling, or about a million two. So they're going to make a million two off of these uh, fireworks. And uh, I found interesting, and and uh, I got some samples for you. Uh, they they really were uh, they really promoted the soundtrack. So the music used to soundtrack the official London New Year's Eve fireworks displayed has been revealed. Ringing in 2020 was a playlist inspired by London and Europe in celebration of the capital hosting several Euro 2020 games, which featured a range of artists from Ed Sheeran, mm-hmm. uh, Frank Skinner, and David Badil. You want to hear some of these songs? Let's see if we see if you recognize them. See, sure. let's see if uh, if you if you can recognize them or if you think they would be good. I I can admit I know like one of these artists. So. Here's the first one. And I got a little noisemaker for you. So this is Ed Sheeran featuring... You think this will be good for fireworks? I don't even understand it. Do you? I'm not big into this rap stuff. I just really... No. No. Oh, here's another one. Let's give it a couple seconds. All right. This is Lady Leisure featuring Wiley. Where are you now? Where are you now? I wanna be. It's more rap. 
But I mean, you think this? I mean, what? You don't really. You've never I, I, really done a fire show to music. What would you? I don't think there's like nothing. No big moments like Bon Jovi. You give love a bad name. Yeah, you know, I, how yeah. About a little. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Freebird. I mean, what are you gonna do for attention in the sky? I don't understand. I mean, it's gonna be hard. All right, here's another one. Maybell, don't call me up. That's my sound. It sounds the same. But the guys in your warehouse drive around listening to this stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> your eyes are rolling. I, I, can, I can see yeah. it from here. Well, I will let them listen to rap until I hear one rap song that uses the N-word. And then I, I tell them, turn it off. All right. Here's another one. Here's Kygo and Whitney Houston. This song I know because this is a remake of, uh, of a song. It's like a hire. You can do something. Yeah, you know I mean, you could. Yeah, well, this takes some talent. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to do a fireworks show that goes along with the music and hits the high notes, that's hard to use rap. You know, yeah, well, I would think. Well, but if you're just doing, a, if you're just shooting fireworks and music in the background, do whatever you want. Right. This one, the next one, I thought I, the, the name of the band is interesting. Badil and Skinner and the Lightning Seeds. That should be a oh. name of a firework cake. Lightning Seeds. Uh, is that the Leonard Skinner's brother? <laughs> Nephew? No, it's no. not Skinner. It's Skinner. Oh. So and this one isn't good either. This next one. You've probably heard this. Next one is actually a rock song. Tell me if you've heard this one. Yeah. This is seven... uh, Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. Now, this next one you actually might like. This is a fellow a fellow uh, paisano here. This is the only one that's not. Well, this isn't. This isn't rap here, but this next one is like way on the other end. It's a good song. Yeah. Pavarotti. Pavarotti. Oh, yeah. You know this one? I used to listen to Pavarotti every time I get my hair cut. Because my really? uh, barber is... My barber cut Pavarotti's hair. When Pavarotti came to Chicago, Come he on. got... Yeah, he was able to, Does he have a picture yeah, signed And, uh, yeah, he loved Pavarotti. And he said, I would love to cut Pavarotti's hair. Just like the same way when he saw you. And he's like, I would love to cut your hair. You know, yeah. he's like... Uh, you know, I want to bring you uh, along just as a as a challenge for him. He would be so excited. You know, <laughs> here's the last one. There's more, but here's the last one. This is New Order, World in Motion. I mean, again, this one is not as rappy. This almost sounds like an '80s song, but yeah. I mean, you've never really done a fireworks yeah. show to to yeah. music, but and that that requires. Firing systems and yeah, fire systems linked up to your computer. I mean, it you know it's a lot easier to do now than it used to be, but still getting the times right and everything is very you know it's a lot of prep work. Yeah, it's not. And uh, for our small shows that we do, is definitely not in the budget, nor would I waste any of my time doing it. 
But I do say that any music behind fireworks is still good. I do like that. Right. It's so. time for another episode. You know what that is, John? Mm. Master, Master class. class. I've been waiting for this one, John. This one is. Uh, this one uh, always, whenever we do our NCAA brackets, this one uh, always ends up way up on the top there every time we put in there. Double trouble, John. Oh, yes. The old double trouble. So um, One of the best. Still one of the best. It was still one of the best? Yep. So All right. So double trouble is, um, it's got the, the it's, it's, it's unique because it's got the two girandolas. It's just yep. something. It's got 36 shots, I believe, around the outside. Yeah, 39, I think. 39, 39 yep. shots around the outside. Two girandolas. The, the, the label has got the, um, the two heads, the skeleton heads look like Captain Jack Sparrow. Is is that your label? Yes. Okay. Where'd you get that idea from? You know, googling around, googling around, and Google, you know, looking <laughs> at pictures. Around, yeah. yeah, googling around. Yeah, double trouble. And it used uh, to be goofing around. Now it's googling around. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So, and it's a wise guy. Yep. It's a wise guy uh, cake. Um, and I learned from Cody B watching one of his videos. Whenever there's girandolas involved, you should take the label off, the wrapper off. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. So. Well, the late the what the, is going on here? The wrapper's already off because of the shots. Yeah, that's true too. So yeah, yeah. but if it's just a Girandola, take the wrapper off. Yeah. So let's let's watch this thing. Let's watch Double Trouble. Wise Guy label. It's a great label. Here's your Double Trouble. Mm -hmm. You got the two X's. You got the two skeleton heads there. Yeah. Thirty-six assorted shots with all reports. Now, I, you say thirty-nine. Maybe well, we maybe can count them. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, look it up. Two Girandolas for an epic finale. Mm -hmm. uh, let's let's take a look at it. Uh, we got uh, there's a girandola. It's basically a wheel with a bunch of fireworks around the outside. Spins up, special wheel rises rapidly in the air. So let's listen to this thing. Let's watch this thing while emitting a spray of sparks and sometimes a whistle. So the girandola sparks and whistles. Yeah, because the drivers spark. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. Happy New Year. Oh. That's, that's some nice shots there. Yeah. So these have crackles. The first round didn't have crackle. Mm -hmm. This one has crackle. No crackle here, but just nice big breaks. Look at those breaks. Yeah. Here's one more round, right? With the crackle. And what do they call that with the streaming tails? Where's your girandolas? Look at that. What do they call that when it goes up and it's like streaming like that? Um... The screaming tail? I uh, yeah, mean, I mean the tail. You see the tail. Is it like a comet tail or something? And yeah, just, yeah. Well, it's, it's just a tail, yeah. A comet okay. would be something that goes just um, from the ground up, up in the air, you know, okay. like a comet. But it's a, just a, uh, a tail, yeah. Okay. So, Sparking tail, gold tail, silver tail, yeah. All right. let's, let's watch it one more time, and then right. what we can rate this thing. Instant replay. There you go. See, they never... Um, it was a little different before. It didn't have the pauses. It was boom, 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 all the way around. You know. Wow. Was it? Did they do that to lengthen it? Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm gonna so have to find out. This guy. This one is always. No one is ever. Everyone is always happy when they get. Oh this yeah, thing. and I, and we used to sell it. Uh, we used to sell a lot of times the finale, and in wedding shows they love it because then they the one guy pointed out, oh look, it's like the bride and groom leaving because at the very end girandolas go up. So Here, yeah, here's your girandolas screaming and uh, sparking up. Yeah. So yeah, and it's uh, it's again, it's a wise guy, um, wise guy brand, and we have the timer on it. So, but we'll do one with the timer in a minute. Let's just. 
Oh, let's see here. All right, so as we do, master class, let's let's rate it up there. First ratings we got uh, is label. Um, I'm not a big fan. I love the cake. I'm not a big yeah. fan of the label. If I'm gonna ding it for anything, it's gonna be label. I, I don't. How long has this one been around? Well, it's been around a long time. I so it's, say it's one of my first, uh, one of my you know uh, first labels. So obviously you can see it's aged a little bit. <laughs> so I'm gonna go. I'm yeah. gonna go two and a half on the label. What would you do yeah. on the label? Yeah. Um, I kind of like the I like the skull and crossbones. I like the little fire coming out. Yeah. You know, by so yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna go three on the label. Three. I mean, after all, I I picked it, so I got to yeah, I got to right, stand behind. It. But it is one of my first. You know, double yeah. trouble would have been written a lot differently nowadays than yeah. it is now. Do you but, ever you think know. of of you know sprucing up any labels or you just leave them people know what it is now yeah. so they might think it's something different that's the problem right? yeah they're we're sprucing up a bunch of labels with happy family and uh we're gonna see um how if it changes you know right we'll see all right color i got no problems with any colors or anything on this yeah. one. and the video a... doesn't really do the colors in this justice no i had a story about colors and why watching fireworks on tv is no good but i passed it by yeah. for time there's but, a lot of uh, yeah. there's a lot of pink in there there's blue there's really a lot of nice color in there so it i'm gonna go really... i'm gonna go four on color yeah. where do you go i'm gonna go four on color too all right pace so let's uh see pace pace i like the other way before i'm gonna i'm gonna uh when I'm in China in April, I'm going to uh, preview another one. and uh, Another what? Another Double Trouble? Yeah. And see, uh, I know we used to have that, that stock in there before. So you, you like it better if it just kept going continuously? Yeah, like boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. I don't like that. I'd rather have it go boom, 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 then boom, 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 and then wait. Right. So and what would that? the only way to rectify that would be to... Be used quicker fuse between the yeah well no pauses in between okay. yeah so it's twenty eight seconds again yeah. there's there's the label so I, I you know I like the pace I know you you're my little yeah. be a little dissatisfied with it but I'm gonna give it a, a good four and a half on pace that you're yeah, I'm gonna give it a three because right. I'm giving it a three because I don't like that stop there's almost two seconds stopping there I don't like that all right and noise noise I, there's nothing wrong with the noise here no, I go five I'm on gonna noise. go five on noise because I know right. how loud it is yeah. outside height so. five as well I mean the the Girondolas yeah. get way up there. What about you? Yeah, I, I definitely go. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go four, four only because um, the Girondolas go way up. Their shots are big shots. They could be a little bit higher, but they got a lot of noise to them. So uh, I'm gonna go four. All right, and then last but not least, breaks. I got no problem They're with the breaks on breaks. this one. I'm so. gonna go five. All right, so we add it all up. I got five, ten, fifteen. 19, 23, 25, 26. I got 26 out of 30. What do you got? Five. Oh, I got 24. 10, 14, 17, 21. You got 24. All right. So Johnny Starr gives the master class treatment to double trouble. He gives it a 24. Ron the banker gives it a nice solid 26. That might be one of my highest scores ever. That's a, yeah. that's a great cake. That's a great cake. Very good cake, yeah. And like I say, you know, labels. You know, I mean, label brings it down, but if you're looking at, if you take away, um, you know, if you take away label and, you know, you're, you're looking at color for, uh, you take away label and, uh, and paste and you're, you're basically, you know, I got all five, you know what I mean? Five and four. So, yeah. All right. couple goofy stories to end this up, John. What would Johnny do? What? Car wash tip is my... Uh, what I'm naming this one. So I wonder what you would do in this situation. All right. I, I, my office is close to a car wash. 
uh, I had left the my car was filthy. I had left my office to go get a car wash. I'm in this line forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get to the front of the line. It's one of these places where they you run the car through, you're not in it, and then they clean it up afterwards. Yeah. And I realized I didn't have my wallet with me. So oh. I, I had no money, and I felt bad because all these guys are working hard cleaning, and, and I, I had no money to tip the guys. Usually I'll give them three bucks or yeah. five bucks or whatever. So you had no cash. I had no cash. You had a credit card. I had a credit card. I paid for yeah, that's right. Okay, I paid for I paid for the car wash yeah. with my credit card, but I didn't have any cash to tip these people. So yeah. what, what what would Johnny what does Johnny do in a situation like well you always have cash on you. So but what what would you do if you for some reason you didn't have cash? Um I would probably get a little piece of paper and write I owe you. And then just go back yeah. later. <laughs> and a little smiley face and then watch the and watch the man hit me in the face. <laughs> no. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I would. Um, uh, fortunately for you, you're in an area where there probably are more people in this area that don't tip, even though they're worth millions. You think so? Yeah. yeah. Um, typical uh, fashion. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they're probably like, yeah, there goes another one. Well, <laughs> they know? see me there all the time, yeah. and they know I tip, so I'm hoping they so, just realize. Yeah, that. I would say, geez, guys, I will take care of you next time. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely say something. I wouldn't yeah. go. I just wouldn't get in my car and be like, okay, let me run away. I'd be like, <laughs> right, hey, guys, geez. I ran out of my office with no cash, but I'll definitely take care of you guys uh, <laughs> next time I see you, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I definitely, uh, I would definitely. Uh, all right. Well, good. I'd make, a, uh, make an announcement. All right. I gathered you here today to tell you I have no wallet. <laughs> I gathered you. See, they're, see, they're all sitting there with their towels in their hands. I, I want you guys all to hear this together from me. I, I have no wallet. <laughs> I plan to be back again next week, and I will take care of each and every one of you. All right. And another story. What would Johnny do? it? And I'm, I'm sure I know the answer to this one. I keep hearing from certain people. There's uh, certain strip clubs around here. Uh, and uh, all I hear is, like, you know, they, they charge a little cover charge to get in, but then they have, fr- like, free burgers or free hot dogs. We, you know the place. And they're, uh, they'll be like, you got to go there. The burgers are fantastic. Isn't it and amazing? In huh? my mind, the burgers are just not fantastic, but they're just happy because they're in there at a strip club, right? And they paid to get in, They you know, but the burgers are free. The burgers are free. So yeah. that's why they're saying that these burgers are so good. I, I remember back to a night where you and I and a bunch of guys at Cabo Blue, and I was... You guys were eating those chicken wings, saying they were the best chicken wings you ever had, and I was just looking at them like, you guys are just really hungry. They were very no, good chicken they, wings. They, they could be. No, they're, I was surprised myself. <laughs> they're very good chicken wings. and uh, But, you know, I have a... I remember my friend uh, from New York, we'd always... He'd ask me what I had for dinner the night before, where I went to dinner. You know, we'd be on vacation. Yeah. And he would say, you're the only one I can trust to ask about food because you know good food, and we both eat the same, and we both like the same type of foods. Right. And we always, I always said, you know, some people, you ask them at the pool what they have, and the cheapest, the cheapest meal was their best meal, uh-huh. no matter what it was. It could be okay. meatloaf, but it was the best meatloaf. And they would tell you, and they'd say, that meatloaf was the best, three ninety nine. I ate. I couldn't even finish it. It was so good, <laughs> you know. It was it good because it was three ninety nine. 
you know. Right, that's my point. Yeah, is the burger great because it's free and it's in a strip club, or is it really a good burger? I I I find it hard to believe that this is a great no, burger. No, it can't be because it's heavenly you're, bodies. You're, for God's yeah, sake. you're not going to waste money on a no. on good burgers when you're giving away for free. Well, right. The only reason they're giving you burgers so you don't leave and go get something to eat. They want you to keep giving the. They girls want the you to stay there, and you know, right. just like me, will say. Oh, the pizza at Heavenly Bodies is great. Okay, do we ever order one for the house? No. No, exactly. You know. I, so <laughs> I have for New Year's Eve, I had probably a dozen people ask me, So what are you doing for New Year's Eve? And every time my answer would be, Oh, I'm having my my cousins over and you know, Pauline and our buddy Louie, where's Louie coming over? And my dad we're gonna play some poker. That's what I did. I mm-hmm. know you were somewhere else, but yeah. I, I was. I'm always like, yeah, I'm having uh, people over. We're gonna play poker, and I always ended it with, you know, I got to do what I can to keep my dad out of the strip club. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody laughed at me, thought I was joking, and I'm just thinking, if you had any idea how true that was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, it's man. amazing how he likes these strip clubs at his age. Like, all uh, of a sudden... I guess it's something to do. I mean, you know, God, I hope he never finds massage parlors or else you'd be out of inheritance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I know, John, you don't eat vegetables. No. Scientists reveal vegetables and fruit cry out in pain when eaten. What? Um, the story right here. Scientists for the Agricultural Research Center in Syracuse, New York have revealed the shocking findings in a recent research journal posted last week. Professor Haley Baum has shocked the world's vegetarians and vegans with research data. Now listen to this. Our initial analysis process was to determine electrical nanopulse feedback from plants when harvested from the ground. We found that when a plant is uprooted from the earth, it has stood in from seed the plant lets off a high-pitched sound above any human register, along with electrical impulses. This reaction led us to hypothesize that the plant was not happy about being uprooted and was, in effect, screaming for its life. We then moved to vegetables being first cut, then eaten. We attached a series of meters and electrical signal sequencers To each vegetable, the noisiest scream and electrical impulse came from the tomato. Each cut of the blade through its flesh would register a shock impulse denoting extreme distress. Then, when the tomato was put in the mouth and slowly chewed, the distress signal increased until slowly ebbing away. Bananas being peeled are in pain. It is akin to skinning a live animal. Scraping the skin off carrots, we registered the yelps of pain and distress. Putting fruit in a blender, however, resulted in no electrical impulse or sound because the death came quickly. Do you believe any of this? I Very, Pretty soon you're not going to be able to eat anything. You can't have carbs, you can't have bread, you can't have vegetables. I, I want Liz to see this. Oh yeah, you we know, should send it to our yeah. We Liz. should send yeah. We send Liz that because you know all these years of you know eating vegetables and yeah. and, and these vegans. Look what they're doing to these poor vegetables. <laughs> Jesus, screaming. the tomatoes screaming. are screaming. You're peeling um, the skin off a banana. I, I could see, I could see uprooting a plant because it is a living thing. I don't know how it could scream. It doesn't have a mouth. It doesn't have a tongue. I, I don't know. Um, I don't see how anything like that could happen. I But I can see uh, uprooting a plant would have some type of electrical impulse or something because it's a, it's a living thing. Right. Now, peeling a banana or cutting a tomato that's off the vine 
sitting in, the, I mean, could you imagine what the grapes are doing to me every time I yank them off at the grocery oh, store and yeah, taste they them? Talk about grapes. Yeah, oh, I mean, I just grapes. yank them off their stock. Oh. I mean, they've been, I mean, they're a probably. A watermelon, what's that going to say? Oh, oh, yeah, especially when you blow it up with an M80. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> I mean, you just stab it with a knife. Yeah. I, I, I mean, now I don't know if I could ever eat a tomato again, thinking this thing is screaming when I'm eating Cutting it. through its flesh. I, once, once again, um, who, who, who said this? this was, these were researchers at a, at a okay. renowned... Okay, so I'm going to go off on a limb. I think these researchers... Syracuse, New York, the uh, scientist for the Agricultural Research Center in Syracuse, New York. Okay, is this Syracuse? Is that anywhere near one of those... Uh, is that a... Town for these new dispensaries. Oh, you think this pot's got something to do with it? Yeah, I think they're. I think all these people are on some type uh, of drugs. Yeah, well, in, in Chicago, they stopped selling it recreational because they ran out. They ran out. Yeah, yes. isn't that great? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, you and I, two of the only people I know I that know. never tried it. I, and I love all these people say, "Oh, but I need it for my eyesight." They'd have a million. Not have. Yeah. They yeah, never had any illnesses. Now all of a sudden. They have a million illnesses that require weed, you right. know. Oh, yeah. And uh, we had a conversation earlier today about uh, one of my other businesses about how the guy was always, uh, you know, asking for his paycheck a day early, you know. And it's fourth time this month, you know, a, a day early for the paycheck. And I was like, boy, this is, you know, becoming a habit here. And obviously... One guy is a big, huge people pleaser, and he's like, yeah, no, just give it to him. And then you got the two other guys that are not people pleasers. We run a business like a business should be run. Right. So I'm like, no, that's 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 wrong. Well, you know, the people pleaser didn't really ask any reasons why. He just wants to please people, you know. Right. Uh, but we witnessed this guy buying a bag of weed in the company truck. Ah. You know. Ah. So... You know, maybe we don't give him his paycheck. No, he's not in a jam. If he's in a jam with his rent, he shouldn't be buying this, you know, $200 bag of weed, right. you know, especially in a company truck. So, uh, obviously, there's uh, some, you yeah. know, reprimanding going on there, you know, and the people pleaser is no longer going to be asked anything because he doesn't, you know, <laughs> doesn't really. Don't ever talk to a people pleaser. Yeah, no. I don't like people pleasers, you know. No? No, I don't because uh, not everyone can be pleased. That would certainly, and, you certainly know, demonstrate why you like Dino, because he's certainly not a people pleaser. No. I mean, what, what I'm saying is I like, I like to be friendly and nice to customers. And, right. But I'm saying I, I will be the first one to say, and I love to make people happy, but you cannot please everybody. And this no, is what, you, you can't. You know, this is what we see with the fireworks. You know, everyone's trying to please everyone. Politicians are always trying to please everyone, and they end up pleasing nobody. You can't please everyone. You can't please everyone. So I'd say rather than try and be a people pleaser, you piss off more people by trying to be a people pleaser. Because right. by pleasing one, you're displeasing somebody else. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I, you know, I find uh, that when I tell people I've never smoked marijuana in my life, they oh, look yeah. at you like they don't believe you. Oh yeah, yeah. I was got a, I was in the uh, in a colonoscopy last Friday, and they, you know they ask you all those questions. You ever do marijuana? I'm like, no. I mean, but yeah. they look at you like you're funny. Oh yeah, no. You're not, you're like you're lying to them. But see, uh, here's my theory on that. Smoke to your job. I want everybody high. I want everybody crazy because you know what? It's less competition for a guy like me, right? Because right. you're going to make some stupid decisions, and I might be I there mean, to benefit. But there's a lot of people who are very productive, and you know, on 
They that say that. Well, I, I, I and mean, there's a lot of there's, there's a, a lot of there's like, a lot of functioning alcoholics a, too. Well, yeah, this is true. No, they all say that. Yeah, yeah. And I always say, I would just okay, that's great. He's making an excuse, and he's very productive because he's on pot. But I really like to see how productive he is without, without it. it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You know, every pot smoker says, "No, I get more done when I'm on pot." You know, but uh, we don't have anything to base it on. Yeah. Well, because he just. You know, just wants to smoke the pot, and then he wants to pr- prove that he's productive. Well, well, speaking of getting things done, last story, John. Downward tilting toilet is designed to shorten your bathroom break. Your bathroom break may soon become less comfy, a shorter and shorter, due to a new downward tilting toilet aimed at making it tough for you to sit for more than five minutes. Standard toilet based in the UK claims people spend 25% more time in office bathrooms than necessary, costing employers lost work time, and billions in productivity. The, its toilet will save British businesses more than $6 billion per year. I, you just have Dino at Star Fireworks to keep people out of the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> it may soon spread to the U.S. workers with the company saying in an email to CBS Money Watch, it's had fantastic response from American companies that have heard about the new toilet design. The design is a brainchild of a former uh, founder, Mahabar Gill, who told Wired that he came up with the idea after growing frustrated as in an inability to find an open bathroom stall at a shopping mall. He told the publication that the company has held discussions with local city councils and some highway service stations about installing the toilet. So look at, be on the lookout for this, John. They don't want you to sit for longer than five minutes. You don't loiter in the bathroom. I, don't, I find that silly. Why would you loiter in the bathroom? Just get out of there. Well, I will, you know, working in a factory yeah. at a young age, yeah. The only place you could go to have a little piece of quiet time for yourself, a little privacy, is the bathroom. Yeah, that's true. And I probably will say more people are probably actually spending more time on the toilet than they did before because, and I find myself doing the same thing. Uh, like when I worked at the factory, I would, you know, basically go to the bathroom to get away from everybody. And then you would sit there and I'd read a magazine or something, you know what I mean? And, you right. know, and carefully, why push this out? Let's just come natural. You know what I mean? Right. So, but now <laughs> uh, I find myself, but I've always, you know, I don't work for nobody and, you know, and I'm not going to monitor everyone else's bathroom breaks, you know, but um, I find myself going to the bathroom and then, you know, what are we doing? The same thing I do all day long. Answer emails, text messages. I won't talk on the phone in the bathroom because I feel that's offensive to the next person, especially if I'm in a public toilet, you know. Right. Um, Because I'd be like, what'd you say? You know, I mean, I'd be like, you know, and the guy'd be yelling at me. He's not talking to me, but I have no idea because the voice is coming from another stall. But I I find myself, I've um, I've always sat down and used the toilet. Uh, whether it be number one or number two, I'm, I'm more of a sitter. I like really? to sit down, relax. Oh no! I and um, yeah, no, I you're fast. I you're see, very well, fast. I see young guys at the bank. They'll be in there at the urinal. They'll be actually, you know, holding their junk with one hand and holding the phone with the other. So they're reading their phone as they're urinating. Oh yeah, yeah. I find that, and you know what really aggravates me is I'll find guy, I'll see guys at the health club in the morning, sitting there, stone cold naked, sitting on the bench. Taking up loitering, taking up a lot of room in the middle of you know your lockers, and you're just trying to get out of there. And yeah. they're sitting there on their phone, oh, yeah. naked. I'm like, what is that? And there is not. What are you, you know, Madoff or, or uh, yeah. you know the Oracle of Omaha? You don't. You're not that important. 
where you need to be on your phone naked in the locker room yeah. at eight o'clock. Can't in the morning. you just? just well, just I put always your say, on you know, yeah, else. get dressed and then you know, get dressed right. and then and then you leave or get dressed and stand somewhere. Right but, out of the way, but don't just sit here in the middle of all these lockers. because yeah. I'm right next to you and yeah. I don't want to see your junk yeah. sitting on the on the bench. Well, you know, at Export Fitness, I counted them, and that's one of the reasons why I left that health club. There was 44 lockers in this little cubicle. 44. I mean, you couldn't even, you need two lockers in right. the wintertime. Yeah. And the bench, I, I think the bench was maybe one foot wide right. and probably about four feet long. Right. And you got 44 people trying to get dressed. So now uh, if you got bench. a guy trying to sit there, and, you know, and I'm not going to, I don't have to sit down to put my pants on, but I'm just saying that it would be nice, you know, if you could, Right. People would just get in and get out of there, right, not just exactly. stand around. You know, there's plenty of places <laughs> outside by the by the one water fountain if you want to go over there and uh-huh. and do your stuff. But to sit on a bench in the middle of a of a of a crowded locker room, I think is rude, especially when you're That's sitting horrible. there when other people could be putting on their like I usually sit on to put my shoes on, you know. Right. And and that's what I think the bench is for, but not for, for someone sitting there naked Reading texting. Their phone. Yeah, texting, looking at their phone. And yeah. another thing, too, that I find that's really annoying, and I've done it myself a couple of times, but I, I caught myself, but a lot of people now get in the car, and you're waiting for the parking spot, and they're oblivious to that. Yeah, you'll see. And, there, they're, and yeah. they're buckled up, and they're texting, and they're texting. And taking up a spot that somebody's waiting and they're, for. And they're leaving, but ah, yet, yeah. oh, my God, it just annoys me. And yeah. then sometimes I blow the horn, they're like, oh. Yeah. And then they look at me like, why am I blowing? Well, are you leaving or are you staying? Because I'm not going to sit here tying right. up traffic. So this whole texting, it's just out of hand. It just is out of hand. And I'm not, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I'm part of it. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm part You're of part it. part of the problem. I'm Mr. part of the Star. problem this Mr. time. Star, yeah. Yes, you are. But well, this has been a fun one. And, uh, a lot of good things happening. Hopefully, uh, we'll we'll talk about a bunch of other stuff coming up soon. But uh, yep. next episode, I think we will be back in Cabo, our annual Super Bowl oh, show. Oh yes, our Super Bowl we show. We will be in Cabo, nice. and then probably after that, we will be in, in Columbus, in Georgia. Columbus, Georgia. Everyone, join us. Uh, look for us. Come to, to the booth. Say hello. We got some. Uh, we'll give away some luggage tags. Luggage tags at the uh, booth, and uh, maybe we got some. I don't know. Might have some t-shirts left over or something. Uh, we might I'm have sure something. We have yeah. some t-shirts left over. We can get sure, some we'll new ones. Something. Maybe. Yeah, might get some new ones. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. If we're that. gonna have a booth, yeah. come yeah, on. Come on. Yeah, we're gonna have a booth. It's gonna be a very simple design. It'll be one color. Oh, me. it's gonna be one color. I'll tell you that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, but anyway, uh, yes. Uh, please uh, check. We're all podcast. Are available all podcast platforms. Be sure to tune us in and also uh, go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. We want to get and I think we should have the metal signs uh, brought to the Columbus, Georgia. Well, that's you're gonna have to. How are you gonna get them there? I don't know. We'll just um, you know send them FedEx. And maybe we'll uh, send those, and we can uh, at least have something for sale at the booth, too, to try and, uh, you know, all proceeds go to uh, benefit the uh, podcast, you <laughs> there know? There you go. They only got all our signs right there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got all those other label, firecracker label ones, you know? Oh, so, yeah. Well, yeah. that's it. That's, that's They're always a big hit, and people like them, so I think we'll bring them there and uh, sell some. All right. Well, yeah, we'll good idea. All Perfect. right. It's been a good one. Talk to you later. See you later.